Well, hello, friends. Once again, this is Tales from the Secret Cabin. My name is Phil, and uh, welcome, welcome. Just really excited for this episode. Um, got some usual friends here, so real quick introductions. Jenny's here. Welcome, Jenny. You know what I'll say? I, what I really like is, uh, I don't know what we would consider her, our producer, editor. She just calls this Tales. That's all she calls yes. it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I to read that. I'm welcome, to welcome to Tales. <laughs> no, I don't like it. I don't like it. But That's I think weird. it's endearing that she does <laughs> And I am KJ. Um, it's good to be here. It is It is like 68 degrees outside, but inside of here, it's like 30. eight. Yeah. <laughs> it's I don't, really I don't know cool. why that happened. Yeah. You would think this would be more indicative of the weather outside, but it's no, not. No, it's like an icebox inside of a tropical paradise. I dressed for the weather outside. I've got sandals yeah. on, I've got shorts on, and now I'm in some sort of wintry state. Yeah, this I'm be, shivering. Exciting. <laughs> yeah, so it is really good. I am so excited for today. Um, I anticipate our times together quite a lot, so it's good to be here again. And I'm Ben. I get to be yeah, the man. polar bear in the room. I'm in a t-shirt. I'm hot as heck. Uh, okay, as a polar bear. Yeah, huge polar bear. Paint us a picture of, of who you are, Ben. So if you were to drive by my house at 6.30 in the morning on a snowy day, you're going to see a guy in a t-shirt and mesh shorts shoveling his walk in his Crocs. His Crocs. Like, that's me and my relationship with Colorado weather. I yeah, I'm just a polar bear. You absorb it. Yeah, I'm always hot, always warm, always. All right, so I, I got to ask, explain the Crocs. The Crocs? The Crocs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that there has, I mean, like. Yeah, so that's man, probably. I don't know. It's, it's reminiscent of my dad, man. My dad is the man who wears, like, uh, calf high compression socks and Crocs into Walmart with mesh shorts. Like, it's a good look. It's, it's like the straight up, I don't care how I look when I walk into. The world and they're comfortable, man. I think I probably trade off comfort more than I. I want to look good for sure. <laughs> it's a big trade off, but my wife is always begging me, like, please don't wear those today, please. Okay, that's fine. Or at least, <laughs> at least, the at least, harder so, she begs. It's like yeah. I will pull up my day. socks yeah. higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will have hot. Oh yeah. Crocs I hate on when today. people tell me what to do, so I'm very much like, <laughs> that's fine. And then I go at least take off the socks, so that I don't have Crocs and socks. At least I'm, I'm going barefoot then, and so. It doesn't look so bad in the summer. It's when it's wintertime and people are, you know, they got the raised eyebrow. So, but I, I have my mask on, so at least I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good that way. Yeah. I, what, are, what are you rocking today? Uh, right now, I'm in my, uh, I'm in jeans and. No, your shoes. Oh, tell us about your shoes. Well, we have a. We, I, I heard there was a rule that in the cabin I had to keep my pants on. Yeah. So Stetson I, rules. Uh, Stetson rules. That. So yeah, yeah uh, no, I'm wearing my tennis shoes. I was working today, so when I'm in the kitchen, I use tennis shoes time. So. Uh, all right, so here at the podcast, uh, people have been talking about who they, 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 that they are as far as. Hey, Enneagram goes and people outside like who've heard the, they have been talking mm-hmm. about it like this has been a yeah. thing so Ben tell us who you are in the yes. Enneagram spectrum fully understanding that you hate to be categorized yes everybody hates to but be categorized just play along so this started when I was 19 and so there was a lady at a, at, a, at a job I had in Las Vegas and she would just walk around and point at me and go, you're a typical Virgo. You're a typical <laughs> Virgo. Wow. And so then it's like, 
um, all the disc stuff and the Myers Briggs stuff. You, you definitely get identified by numbers. The Enneagram, Ben. What number are you? <laughs> Jeez, I wonder. I, I don't know. I think I, I, I test out at a nine eight, but I think I'm more eight nine. Yes. Mm-hmm. I so I, I usually tell people I'm an eight. You are an eight, Ben. I am an eight. You and I yeah. can go far together. Yeah, super <laughs> intense, super protective of like my tribe, my people. Um, yeah, bigger picture perspective. Uh, yeah, man. Thirty thousand solid point of view. gold. Yep. Handsome. <laughs> I didn't think that that was a prerequisite, but it was oh, nice to see that it was a checkmark. It's the eight. It was a checkmark, right? Yeah. When I was looking I down, I was like, oh, check. reading that part. Yeah, yeah. No, it's in there. It's, oh, in, okay. it's, it's the, in the fine print. print. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Eights unite. Yeah. All right. So um, who else has been? Like, who else has been? Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, longtime Colorado Greeley resident. Um, I think my eight gets expressed in coaching. So I, I coach high school football um, here in town. And... I'm part of the Zoe's world for work. Um, love the Zoe's world. Love the innovative side of Zoe's. Love all of the creative side that Zoe's has both represented and then tried to explore. Okay, hold on. Hit the pause button for everyone who hasn't heard of Zoe's before. Tell us the thing that Zoe's yep. is. Zoe's. Awesome. Zoe's is a uh, extension of uh, our local church, Christ Community Church. Zoe's is the, I would call it the innovative arm of kind of like local outreach if you were to be categorically accurate. But Zoe's exists to be a fun presence and reputation in the city of Greeley. It's a cafe, coffee shop, event center, food truck, catering space. Yeah. Yeah. So th- that's that's kind of me. And what's, what's your experience with the Seager Cabin? Have you been here before? I have been here before. Okay. KJ was showing me some um, some spirits, um, Sprite, some Sprite. <laughs> and Sprite. We learned about that last week. Yeah. Some grenadine, Sprite. And Sprite. Sprite. grenadine and Sprite, um, and just a you know bunch of years of friendship with KJ. So seeing the cabin before and yeah, being in here. But. So so describe your journey. Um, because we got here a little bit before everybody else did, uh-huh. and it was difficult for you to find the exact chair that you wanted to use in this moment. Right. Um, so just describe kind of what you're in now, and maybe why that was such a, a unique experience for you. Finding the right chair? Yeah. Uh, because I have a large posterior. <laughs> so uh, one of them slopes, and so it's a little bit of Goldilocks and the three bears. This one was a little too small. The one that Jenny's in is probably literally from the 1800s, and it has a... <laughs> I think it has like a, a, a bear a bearskin pad. <laughs> it's a and so cabin. It was sagging a bit. Your, yours was already spoken for, and KJ is literally <laughs> sitting on a log stump, so that is yep. sloped. And so, if you're not careful and you got a lot of gravity, like I might have, then you're going to slide straight down that stump. <laughs> and again, you you know you, you say that you express that through coaching football, but you have a, a rich history in playing football mm-hmm. and the physique of a formal fo- football player. Correct. As well. so correct. Again, um, the 1800s I, were not kind to uh, modern day football <laughs> that players. That way. I did say that the. <laughs> Chairs are not built for 300 pounders. Yeah, so. yeah. You need to get so. a recliner in here. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> and then you can just stick the microphone on the side while you're just <laughs> tilted back. So, yeah, that's me. I, I'm married, got, have two kids, two boys, both teenagers, and uh, been married for 21 years. 21 years now. So. so, I don't know if this is a place we want to go, but you mentioned Zoe's and, and different thoughts there. It triggered a conversation we had. I think, I don't even know, was it yesterday or two weeks ago? I can't remember. But um, 
it was more of like an origin story of Zoe's or specifically kind of the trajectory of where you want Zoe's to go. Right. Um, so I'm not, I don't know. Talk, talk to me about following the birds and how that plays awesome. into Zoe's. I'm glad you brought that up, Philip. Uh, well, and I think it's a little iconic too, the picture that's behind your head right now. It's a raven. A raven. It's a raven. <laughs> so I've got some art to show everybody when we're away from the podcast. And so, I sure hope it's a tattoo. It, <laughs> no, I'm not. I had my tattoo. I, my tat, I got a whole tattoo story if you want to hear that too. It's why I won't get another tattoo. But, uh, you know, Zoe's has had this wonderful journey of trying to figure out who we are. And so... Um, you know, Phil has been really key in that as sort of it's it's your brainchild, at least way, way back when it was like this, you know, multi-site thing for the church. But Zoe's is really a place where um, we have been trying to explore whatever's on the horizon. And without our ability to plan what it's what it is, we just kind of keep moving forward. And so that picture of following the birds is sort of this metaphorical image of, of, of movement and, and what does it mean to be led somewhere and not knowing where you're really going. Um, and so sometimes there's this immediate moment where you see a flock of birds and if you decide to follow them, you have no idea where it's going to take you. So we've tried to plan lots of things in my tenure, which is about 10 years now, almost 10 years, um, of where we're going. And oh, wait, wait, Okay, just hold on. I'm going to jump in here yeah. because it's aside this picture of like so if i'm trying to follow a bird if i'm trying to catch a bird mm -hmm. that, that there isn't actually the expectation i'm ever going to really actually catch it because then that would just be like huh i caught the bird right but the fun in it it's actually the going after the bird right, you that you it. actually don't think you're going to ever catch yep. and you actually hope you don't catch it yeah. and let me let me give one quick backstory to that so snow white and the huntsman the the movie snow white escapes the castle by following the birds and so Ben and I have stories where we create trips where we're literally following the birds like Snow White and the Huntsman in the sense of letting a, a bird or an image of a bird or a flock of birds or a restaurant that is named after a bird or a hotel that has a bird in it move us from place to place and follow the birds. So that's a little bit where the follow the birds comes from. How haven't I ever heard this about you? Because that <laughs> KJ, is there's amazing. a lot you haven't heard about me. <laughs> and, wow. it, and it will always lead you to Portland. It, that's, that's all those trips have happened there. Yes. There's a lot of birds in Southern California. There's a lot of birds in Austin, Texas. There's a lot of birds in Portland. I, I think there's, I think and, and there's birds everywhere. There's birds everywhere. That's exactly. Right. I'm, I'm talking trip wise. There's mind. a bird yeah. right over your head that's right, right now. That's right. You, you have arrived. <laughs> well, look, metaphors, metaphors only go so far. So, I, I, you know, you can't follow a bird so specifically, but there's this sort of high level thing at Zoe's. Like we have a direction and we have kind of a momentum. But, you know, if you're chasing a flock of birds with, down the road, like you, you have generalized movement. And that's enough. And I think that's yeah. what's great about Zoe's is every time we have a, an idea, we have enough to move to the next step without knowing what the second and third step. And so there's a lot of trust and there's a lot of risk and there's a lot of innovation and there's a lot of hope. Um, and I think that those, those things provide enough energy for us to move wherever the next direction is that we're going to go. And so if you look at every division of Zoe's or every connection of Zoe's from putting on and hosting, you know, we went from hosting, you know, conservative political events and then cutting those off of our list completely just to not try to get into that sphere, but moving into celebrations and having parties and then coming behind nonprofits and their, their actual stories. And, you know, we hosted large, like, um, you know, sex trafficking nonprofit events. We've had, 
you know, multiple, multiple nonprofits that have come through our space to now the food truck and our relationship with the University of Northern Colorado and how now we're a preferred vendor with ideas about like chef specific food that is going to be served and ordered out of the back alley door, like a hole in the wall where you can't come. And and so things like that are all building a specific reputation and identity around Greeley. And, and I think that that's just a tremendous both gift to myself, but to our city. And so that's, mm. I mean, that's the backstory of the, the following the birds. So, so something that's important about Ben, that, um, that Ben didn't talk about is he is like a food poet. Uh, so if there's a painter who has different colors on his palette and he creates paintings, Ben has food on his palette or something and he creates art and, um, he preaches the gospel through his food. And so that's something that's very close to Ben's heart. So, it that's is important when did to be that said. start that started yeah. it, well being like a polar bear kind of has a lot no. to do with that but <laughs> <laughs> i think the part of it was survival like marital survival my wife didn't really do a lot of cooking when we got married so there was kind of a survival thing that got me introduced in that but i think over time i rem- have really fond memories of my parents awkward host- face <laughs> I, I was like man does anyone else have the awkward face here and like I'm like, oh man, I hope she doesn't hear this podcast. Oh, she she loves the story. Okay, great. <laughs> she talks about it fondly now. How you know her purse used to be full of like bags of carrots, and now we have a whole different Uh-oh, story in our world. world. <laughs> yeah, chicken so, thighs. Now. <laughs> chicken thighs. <laughs> yeah, well, probably wings. You know, like, no. I, growing up, my parents had this wonderful, you know, house that was hospitable, and you know, my dad. Um, was involved heavily in different churches and they were really big on you know, like the, what we call the small group model, you know, and, and cell groups, care groups, whatever. And so my house was constantly filled with the aroma of, of garlic and onion sauteing and like whatever you can describe of God's aroma, because there was always people there and there was always prayer meetings and worship time and, and Bible readings and all these things going on. And my dad was always cooking for that. And so providing food for people. And I think it just marries this idea of home and comfort and family and and so that's really central to my upbringing is my four siblings and myself and my parents you know food is a big deal around our gatherings because it it always breaks down a wall it always sort of brings us together it allows all of our i think we have a lot of eights in my family honestly so mm-hmm. a lot of this really loud italian handsome people man, that's right that's yeah right. that's right so a, a lot of that that's my whole background and all growing up it's and that's what's easy and fun about Zoe's is, you know, we have the Zoe's, you know, Benny's 10 where, you know, if you're it is totally a, a thing, it is a thing. You gain 10 pounds if you hang out at Zoe's. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I can name people probably a list of people that have all um, probably have to get on a treadmill because of their <laughs> time at Zoe's. But also the best conversations you can imagine, you know, sitting around uh, the table in the kitchen and and. I don't know how many people have come through and we're talking about just really amazing things that have to do with life. Food always breaks that barrier down or, you know, going out, we just had a group from uh, Weldworks Brewery and the other day and I saw them and I hadn't seen them forever. So it's like rush into the kitchen and throw something together and take it out to Neil and crew and just say, Hey, I miss you guys. It's good to see you here. Try these beer battered cheese curds that we have or whatever. Uh, which so, are amazing. Well, oh those. my gosh. Oh. I remember you came out with yeah, a yeah, bowl the bacon. And I, oh yeah, man. So I good. <laughs> oh, so good. So yeah, that's 
food is very much central. It's central to Zoe's for sure. We do a lot of catering and events and a lot of weddings. And so that's been fun too, to play with that and explore that. And all of those follow the birds have to do with that too, you know, chasing food around the nation. And then some of the greatest conversations about, you know, the church and life and what it means to be human and all these things kind of revolve around all of these themes of innovation. I wouldn't trade it forever. Yeah. Well, that's a, uh, that's a great segue, I think, to a kind of a cool opportunity we have here. Um, and I'll kind of set up a backstory here before we go down this road, because this wasn't planned at all, but it worked great to have you here and have a, a, a part of this story. Uh, so again, we've, we've gone down this road now a few times, uh, just inviting uh, people who have been listening to the podcast that, to join in the conversation. And in order to join in the conversation, we've just asked to, to kind of um, create this, the pause in the space of the cabin, which is just doing a handwritten note and send it to us. And those notes have been showing up and it's been really fun to just read and hear how people are processing the different things. And so um, we have another uh, letter that was sent to us, which has been great. But on top of that, uh, we have some amazing, I think, we haven't tried them yet, so that's why we're, we're about to go here. Uh, KJ, wh what exactly are we about to try here as part of this uh, handwritten note slash amazingness? Okay, so I, I think our podcast today is has sort of a, a sponsor our, 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 <laughs> yes. our secret cabin has an official yes. sponsor <laughs> and it's the two arrows bakery Ooh. um so the owner of the two arrows bakery from ohio um has sent us some oatmeal cream pies sweet lord and um they are gorgeous they are gorgeous and they've been sitting here and uh, so everyone's just been talking and I have been dying because <laughs> it's like just KJ staring at me. Anything. It's staring at me. And, um, so Ben's already jumped in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm like very thankful. Um, because wow. the podcast, it's kind of like sharing our hearts and for, uh, the owner of the two arrows bakery, it's, it's her sharing her heart. And oh. so thank you. Hold yes. on, I'm going to take a bite real quick. All right, so I'll describe too then, since oh, I've already tried it. And I'll, I'll go oh food my up God! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I have a torrid pass with you Little Debbie. You are amazing, Katie. Yes. <laughs> wow! Mm, little she kind of upped the Annie here. Uh, she did. <laughs> little Debbie has like those traditional oatmeal cream pies. I'm going to cry yes. because I'm like experiencing yeah. Jesus. Like That's how I feel. This has such a texture that's so different than what you get commercially, so... First off, you don't get those things just fall apart whenever you get a normal oatmeal cream pie. Wow. And they, they're amazing. One of my favorite, like, guilty pleasure desserts, but this takes it to a completely <laughs> different level. Everything about the, the cinnamon, the oatmeal smell, you can taste the butter in it. You can literally taste the butter in the cookie. It is phenomenal. The texture's on point, Katie. Wow. These are going to be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> we should Speaking make sure the, the that people tent. know how to get these. If she, yeah, you should definitely exactly. make sure people know how to get these. If there's an order on that for something, if you she's gifted it, thank you, Katie. That's amazing. I love, I love the handwritten piece of this um, that she did. That, but what goes into baking, and obviously mm. what goes into cooking, like there's so much that when you're really trying to make something special, and you're wanting to bless somebody to. To experience I'm actually crying. what you're <laughs> like, this is like one of the best things I've That's ever eaten. Right. <laughs> I love it. Ooh. 
but I, there's something very powerful in that. There's something when you when you take the time to create something, you know, out of your own brain and your own thought process, especially with baking. Baking so much different than cooking, but um, yeah. So thank you, Katie. That we we feel very seen and loved. <laughs> Absolutely. If these came in boxes, it'd be all over. Thank God. There might there might be a box. There probably is a box somewhere behind. in Ohio. Behind thank God. <laughs> But he's not sharing the box. Yeah. He oh, just yeah. shared. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, this is great. Well, uh, I'm going to use this moment just to throw out the address one more time mm. just because it's it's been so fun. And um, it, yeah, so the address again is 1301 15th Street, Greeley, Colorado, 80631. Uh, would love to continue to get letters and, 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 yeah. and food. And, and banquets. <laughs> Katie has paved a path yeah. here for everyone else. It is totally acceptable <laughs> to send food. We will eat it. <laughs> And, and uh, KJ, you mentioned after we were done last time, uh, kind of fun, we're taking these letters and we're just going to be putting them up in the secret cabin now. So right. it's just going to become part of uh, awesome. a little bit of the environment decor. And just a reminder again that, that we're all in this together and kind of journeying, following the birds together on this uh, kind of Heck experience. Yeah. So That's very awesome. fun. Well, maybe, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I was thinking about this conversation today and... Um, the first thought that came to mind is, man, we have been talking in the seasonal Lent forever, it feels like, <laughs> which is very relevant. That's, right? long that's is the point. Right? Right? I know, that's the point. 40 days is like, symbolic of forever. I know, it and feels so, that way. Welcome. I'm happy you're here. Phil. I know. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I've honestly. been here forever. Yeah. <laughs> we have cream pies. <laughs> we got oatmeal cream pies <laughs> that, like, the Holy Spirit is infused in them. Yes. Wow. Okay, sorry. You can no, go but, on, but Phil. The, I mean, the question to, to launch us <laughs> is just a general one. Like, how are we doing? Like, in this season, in the sense of, of Lent and, and, you know, Easter is maybe something that feels like it's closer than farther, but at the same time, it's we're just kind of in the, the throes of the desert and wandering and journeying and enjoying amazing food and drink. But, yeah, just where are we at in this journey together? Oh. So, so I think the fact that I just began to cry as I was eating oatmeal cream Where pie. Where are you at, KJ? It says <laughs> that I'm on the edge of something. Um, man, that was really good. Thank you, Katie. Um, so I'm doing great. Um, I, I think it's been a season of simplicity for me. Because like thinking about being out in the desert, there isn't a lot going on and you don't perform, you don't achieve. The goal is just to survive. And so I feel like I've been doing that and embracing the idea of just being who I am, seeing, seeing God, seeing who I am. And that's it. And this is the thing that the season tends to be. Um, it's, it's just coming home and seeing hearts. And um, it's just been a very healthy time for me. Oatmeal cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> I started going back to the gym like two weeks ago. Oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. Which is awesome well, because yeah, you didn't do it in January. I did. You didn't do it in January, so that's good. That's a great starting point is the end of February. Uh -huh. Because yeah. everyone everybody hit February. February. By now, all of quit. the quit. That's right. They've they already quit, quit by yeah. now. Yeah. So now you're just picking I'm up a late the pieces. Bloomer. <laughs> yeah. I have to psych myself up. That's right. I'm not a goal setter, remember? Right. Good job, Jenny. This yeah. was, wasn't a goal, but uh, I, I was more of a comfortability thing going back. But um, but I'm in this place, you know, this week uh, of 
actually enjoying going, which I have never enjoyed working out ever. It's never been. It's one of the things afterwards. I'm like, oh, I'm glad I did that. But to psych myself up to go and I'm finding myself in this place of like longing to go and wanting to go. Probably part of it's for time for myself. But all that to say is I think I've been on this journey of like kind of rediscovering, you know, what my challenges are, what what I want to do to challenge myself in order to grow. And so I think sitting in the desert, I'm still trying to discover that. I'm still in a discovery place. But I'm really happy in the sense that going to the gym, having time and doing something that is for the health of myself. So tell us about the favorite exercise or the piece of equipment that you love texting on the treadmill just like show us just a tiny little bit about this this part of you i like i don't like it but i like when i achieve it is the stair machine oh because it's killer it's killer it's horrible (laughs) good response yeah if you can get past like 15 minutes on that thing you're Um, like yeah yeah you know thank you (laughs) have a cream pie yeah (laughs) just give me another cream pie please but there, there's there's an achievement aspect of that, and I'm not I'm not one to really look for achievements. You know, like I don't I don't count myself or value myself in that way. I guess, um, but it's fun internally to be like, oh, I did that. You know, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. I feel like there's a lot of anticipation in every season, and so I feel like I I keep jumping from. You know, you have Advent and you have this sort of metaphorical anticipation and an expectation of a promise, right? And then you get into Lent and you have this expectation of this moving into this next season. You forgot like, Epiphany. Just saying, all of our podcast people are like, gonna okay, be wait a epiphany. minute. What? It's going to yeah. be the letters we get now. He well, didn't say Epiphany. Gosh, how come he was even in the cabin? Thank you, guys. doesn't belong. Keep going. So if anybody sees a steamroller, apparently I just got run over or thrown under a bus. Um, but you get into this, like every, for me, it's like I'm in a, in a really large season of anticipation always and always hope and always trying to look. And I think that's the eight in me. I think there's like this big picture perspective of what it means to be human. And because of that, and I'm in whatever season I'm in, there's always this sense of anticipation. And I think it goes really well with it. Like the church calendar, like you wait for this resurrection, you wait for Pentecost, you're waiting for and advent you you have this sort of expectation of what in the moment it feels different but you have something that you're waiting for and i think of you know i think of jesus in the desert and god providing the bread and you know you were alluding to that earlier today kj right before of like you know there's this hope and then you know god kind of provides manna for the time that they need it and there's this really cool you know, cyclical anticipation. So I, I, I just run through this right now. I have a lot of hope. I have hope for things that I don't even know are, are going to happen, but I'm excited. I see down like a real calendar of my life, but you know, for like the Zoe's world, there's, there's hope for some of these fun things that are, we're just moving towards them. And so I, I think there were, I'm definitely sitting in a place where, um, you know, I didn't say excited all the time, so it's not necessarily exciting, but it's hopeful. And, um, yeah. Are there moments of provision that you can think of recently? 
uh, in the seasons? Yeah. Well, not in the seasons, but just in the last, in this season particularly. Like, so when you're talking about being in the desert and God providing manna, and yeah. it was kind of that, oh, what, what does that look like now? Like, can you think back to just recently moments of provision that are sort of this aha that God is providing? Yeah, I think, I mean, there's real practical ones too of like when you, from a business perspective, coming out of the season of COVID that we have at Zoe's, when everything shuts down, like, and you're in actually a business mode, then sometimes you're looking for just what is normal and you don't even know what that is. And I think that there's an affirmation that um, we're still known and we're still seen. The energy that's literally inside of our cafe right now uh, being open kind of feeds this idea that we're still moving in the direction God wants us to go. Um, we had somebody told me today, actually, at lunch right before we came, of um, somebody was telling one of our workers that they're they're privileged to come into Zoe's because it's always unique whenever they come in there. And the, to hear those conversations, to hear those comments after not hearing those for so long kind of reaffirms that we're still moving in the right direction. Um, and that, that definitely brings a sense of peace or excitement and affirmation then that, man, we're still doing the thing that we need to do. And so you hope for those things. And then along the journey, it's just this little snippet of bread that keeps, gives you the energy. So, yeah. So as Ben was talking I had this picture from Hook, um, the the film Hook. Yeah. Um, the time that Shmi, that Shmi says, "I just had an epiphany," <laughs> and it hit my brain like it's just this thing. And I said, "Well, here's here here's my idea that if Zoe's and Two Arrows Bakery hooked up, <laughs> and Zoe's had Two Arrows Bakery oatmeal cream pies, and I could eat them every day." <laughs> That would be something I'd be super excited about, Ben. <laughs> I bet you would, KJ. I'll tell a hook story. Okay. Here's one of the fun, the Zoe's things. A few years ago, right as I started to work at Zoe's, I got introduced by this uh, this young guy with dreadlocks. Very handsome. Very <laughs> handsome guy. He was a handsome eight. <laughs> and he was in charge of this ragtag group of uh, college students right, at that time. And he was trying to inspire them. And he was trying to teach them the balance between work and play. And so he came into my kitchen one day and we had an amazing conversation. And the conversation was, hey, I want to put together this scene from a movie that I love. Have you ever seen the movie Hook? Yes. Well, of course I've seen the movie Hook. I mean, I sing the movie Hook. I, we, you know, my, through my house, my kids tell me to shut up all the time because I'm always singing Hollywood movies. The children were screaming. <laughs> <laughs> One of Robin Williams' best movies, by the way. Dustin Hoffman's best movie, all of them. So Amazing. We're, yep. we're having this conversation in the kitchen and he's like, I want to put on the scene where they do the imaginary food fight. Can you help me do it? And so KJ presents this idea in the kitchen. And if anybody knows KJ, or if you've listened to this podcast long enough, this man will sweep you up into things of like, he made me walk into, he didn't make me. I chose, by the way, I always choose. I got into a freezing cold river one time in the middle of the mountains because of KJ. Uh, but I got swept up into the story of balancing work and play. And so we put on this thing where we put tarp on the walls in one of our big empty rooms. We put out tables and KJ went to Ark and, and Goodwill and, and bought some of the coolest and antique looking pirate dishes and plates and bowls. And I spent hours in the kitchen whipping up colored whipped cream. It looked exactly, <laughs> it looked exactly like the table and hook. Yes, it did. And, and we had a fog machine we had a, and I we played the, the soundtrack you, yes, you did. and the kids had no idea yeah. and I got them the outfits That's too right. like right. so I was thinking about uh, so if they had their own like 
clothes on. Yeah. I would hate you for them. You become the character. <laughs> yeah. And so I bought them clothes that they had to put on and they did not have a clue until they stepped into uh, yeah. the scene. And here's the thing. Like they, they oh rolled gosh. in not knowing. And literally, there's a scene in the movie where the the camera pans across them when the food is actually revealed. So in the scene, Robin Williams, you know, he's having this insult battle with Rufio, and he grabs a spoon, and it's just an empty spoon in an empty bowl, and when he picks it up, it's an empty spoon, and he goes, Rufio, why don't you go suck on a dead dog's nose? And he flicks it at him, right? Verbatim from the line, right? And he flicks it, and when it pans to Rufio, the real whipped cream hits him in the face, and then the kids see the real table. And as they pan hand across the table all of the kids eyes are like glowing and they're bright with like look at this bounty bounty and do you know what they say they say grace you, they say oh. they say what we keep saying you're doing it peter oh yeah you're, you're that's doing right, that's it right, and that's, that's what right. we keep saying like our team and that's right. and even my family during covid when we do something good you're, you're doing, doing it, it that's, peter. Right. that's right <laughs> and they're so it, and the the college students literally had the exact same faces when kj lined them up we lit candles right we had the the room dim and he just said you're gonna fight and literally, he said, like, you're going to have a food fight and have fun. And we both backed out. And, and the kids, I think you had told me in a previous okay, conversation. So I, I had them in a separate space. Yeah, yeah. And I, I showed them the film Hook. And at the end, I, I kind of, like, right. talked about some poetry of the gospel in the movie Hook. And I said, I'm going to invite you to the table that had been prepared for you and of course they're thinking there's the bread and yep. there's the cup and we're gonna take we're gonna have our last together. supper right yes. and so i said the the deal is is it's behind it's it's there in the other room and and i'm going to ask you each to get up and take your time to go by yourself and sit at the table and don't say anything until I come back there to join you. And so they're each going back there on their own. There's fog. There's the the soundtrack to that scene and the candles are and it's these pies that Ben has prepared and it's like the mood and they're just sitting there glowing not knowing what is next and I came back and I just started crying because I was like this is exactly what I was hoping for it was awesome yeah, um, the, the fight was pretty epic too. I mean, the kids—that was what you were saying. Like, you weren't sure how they were going to actually engage it, but they—they—they they, they, they they fully participated, and I think that was cool to see them kind of um, and they let laughed. go. Because a lot of you know, yeah, they like, were so uptight. Yeah, that's the very, thing. Like, you get so many of these young like kids have fun. Yeah. Like, this is the most yeah. fun thing I could think of. I right. don't have anything else right. in my back pocket. <laughs> Kids, yeah. the college kids are so preoccupied oftentimes with, in their minds, yeah. doing right, not doing wrong. What, what, do, what does it mean to actually, you know, my future, all these things, they're just so uptight. And so the way they engaged that was so uplifting. But, and, and if you haven't had the theme for any of the listeners, um, if KJ says I was crying, it's pretty normal, right? So, <laughs> they're, they're, so I was feeling okay then. Yeah. <laughs> Everything was on track. That's right. That's right. It's an affirmation that, or it's it just solidified that we're doing the the right thing you look yeah. over at kj you've got tears we're good thumbs up keep going mm, that is such a beautiful story <laughs> i remember that and i loved it then and what a mess to clean up too oh, yeah no, I, I, as soon as you mentioned i mean i hadn't thought of that story in in years but that's the first thing that i thought was the mess we had to clean up which was pretty pretty epic to pretty begin with it. but 
but it so was you like got, worth it. Oh, absolutely. It. Like, so that was possibly the best thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have children, right? Yeah. <laughs> what? But no, like you, you guys are going through the story, and I'm just just hearing it. And even though I knew about the story, I mean, I'm hearing a lot of things about it for the first time. Watching you guys sort of relive it yep. here, and you know, dancing back and forth in terms of that. Honestly, about halfway in, I'm like, I don't even know how we got here. I don't even know why we're talking about this story. <laughs> but I'm so intrigued as to why that is such a inspiring story. Mm-hmm. What is it about that story that makes me want to either go do that or go watch the movie or not maybe recreate that, but recreate something that enjoys that type of, of experience? Yeah, uh, you, you know me. So this gets me really jazzed. And this... I mean, I can already feel my pulse racing to answer the question because like, what does it mean to live a life that you can't imagine? Like you're living the unimaginable. What would it look like for you to, for anybody to live in a space where they actually look at what it means to be human and what it means to live in this world as this sort of adventure gift that God has given us. And I think that anytime that we can be re-reminded of that, anytime that we can be invited into that, anytime we can be create environments for people to experience that, anytime we can experience that ourselves, I think we're moving fundamentally towards the thing that God designed humans to live in, to, to, to be for them. And so those types of experience to relive those things, I think they awaken the sort of Holy spirit created imageness, if you will, of God inside me. I get jazzed. I get hyped, whatever the word you want to use. Anytime these types of opportunities present themselves or anytime these experiences. And that's been the fun journey of college students because traditionally they're the ones who are at a place where they're a lot more open to experiencing that or seeing life in that way. So what amounts of energy we've seen, you know, at Zoe's or in the college world of, you know, and I think that just it's echoes of the garden. It's like these things that call us to a place where we were originally destined to be as humans. And I, I, these are tastes of those things. So I get really excited about that. That's what's going on. So to experience the echoes of the garden during a season of eternity in the desert, um, Mm. those things seem like a shimmer of holiness. Like it's like a gift. It's like you circle those, you hold on to those until something else takes you forward. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So unpack that. I mean, I I, I somewhat get what you mean by echoes of the garden and and even that like I jump at that because – there is something like in the deep recess of my soul that's like, yeah. But what do you mean by that exactly? What? Um, I, th- I think it's like um, there's this idea of something that keeps us g- getting up day after day after day yeah. um, that that uh, inspires us to go forward that says, I think it's going to get better i'm pretty sure it's going to get better but it doesn't ever get better but people always keep getting up thinking it is and it's because all of us are on this journey home and i you think about the the 40 years and like how do those people get up every day yeah i mean like they don't see anything it's just sand uh they don't feel anything it's just heat and sweat and I mean, like, they don't even have porta potties. I mean, like, I'm just like <laughs> thinking about the practical, and they're thirsty and they're hungry, but they kept getting up and they kept going f- forward to the point that they got the promise. 
Um, and I think there's, but they had to journey forever. And there are things that happened during that time of eternity that, that like shimmered that like gave them the, Oh yeah, I forgot. And Oh yeah, I'm going to hold on to that. Oh yeah, I'm going to. And, uh, I think there's like, um, it's, there are those special things in a time that I think church culture is just, a, they have to have it like day after day after day. They have to have these huge God experiences. And if they don't have it day after day, they're like, I don't know if I believe in God. Um, it's like, are you kidding me? Because th- th- like back in the old Testament, like God barely sh- showed up for like centuries, but like people held on to God showing up for 25 seconds to someone's, you know, father's father's great uncle, you know, like it happened to him. So I'm going to hold on to that. And for us, like God happens a lot, all the time, often. And that's awesome. However, there are those times that is kind of like the kingdom just says, here I am in full force, full exposure. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> and then it's yeah. just like, and then as quick as it came, it's gone. But it's a type of thing that if that that's the only time that you ever experience it, that's enough. Hey, don't ask for any more. Like, it's like, that was enough for me forever. Yeah. I, there's all, it's like a cycle too, though. So, you know, if you, you have these images of the desert, right. And, and you're, you're you know, in the sense of like Jesus in, in the desert, like there's this sort of 40 days in the desert, which is a picture of Exodus, right? There's this kind of imagery that you see all the time in the gospels that are really pointing back to the narrative of the Jews the whole time. So there, he keeps trying to show them in the imagery of the gospels, like this new Exodus that's happening. Right. And so, you know, if you're in the, in this place of famine and you're in this place of hunger and you, whenever you do get that morsel, that morsel tastes like an oatmeal cream pie. Correct. From two <laughs> correct. <bakery>. Exactly. <laughs> I mean that, and that's the point. It, it's, it's, it's beautiful imagery of, of eating this here right now, but it's true that that morsel in the time of want is as important as the, the fire hose being exposed of the feast. And so in the feast and in the famine of humanity, until Jesus consummates this whole thing, we get these different levels of tastes of from the minimum to the maximum. And I think that's the echo of the garden. I, it's this uh. hint of something that we were created for, but it's just a hint. It's not the culmination. And so I, the hope of the culmination is what's the reminder, just like in the desert, that God had been faithful to Israel and he was faithful through these mighty deeds and we're going to hold to the faithfulness of the things that he's done and we're still holding to that but it changed when the gospel when jesus came proclaiming the gospel that was the entire shift for all of human history and that's the echo of the garden now that we see i would actually argue and i think there's a lot of scholars that would argue now that it was it was literally it was the gospel of jesus christ that has literally shaped and changed history as we know it from the things that we think are now, I'm not talking about just the churchy type thing. I'm just talking big, big picture. So I'm an eight, right? So this is like a million foot view. But if you look at him, I mean, very the, handsome, yeah. very handsome, <laughs> the polar bear. So there's just this, there's this echo of 
the life of God's perfect image in Jesus that's echoed through history. So, you know, the women's rights and human rights and all of these things, these didn't happen in ancient history. They happened when Jesus came on the scene and started to redefine what it meant to be human. He keeps pointing us to the echo of an identity of humanity that everybody has and the invitation to enter into that thing is what he offers. So, wow. I mean, that, that's probably a, too long of a tangent, but no, that was amazing. I, it's just a lot yeah. about a little taste You're doing here it, and, a, and, I know, <laughs> and a maximum taste somewhere else. Um, and that's what life is. It's this cycle of gift that Jesus gives us as we learn to follow him and hope in him like they did in Israel. So, Keep giving me the cream puffs and the, the oatmeal cream pies. Absolutely. Yeah. Get keep you on some keep it coming. I got a, like a, a, a sugar twitch going on. Right now. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. That's good. Well, I think we're there. Do Is there anything else stirring? Because honestly, just hearing you say that, Ben, and, and KJ, just the way that you guys are processing this concept of the echoes in the garden and where we're at, like I don't just want to stop right there and just process, and, process and, and sit in it. Uh, all right, here's here's there something, Phil. Here's something <laughs> that, that I was thinking about. Um, is, so I talked to people who play this podcast and engage this con, uh, this podcast, and they often bring up um, that the the things that you ask are like are very brilliant and like spot on. And so I was thinking it'd be a good idea to ask the people who are playing this podcast a, a, a question uh, summarizing our conversation here um, for everyone at home for everyone in their cars for, for everyone who's exercising or sitting there drinking coffee pondering that's great ask so my, my first thought would be that maybe we could we can go around and see if there's three or four questions that come out of this rather than just my own. But instinctively, and, and this is inspired because Ben, I've had a lot of conversations um, about some of this stuff. And so usually at a food truck somewhere in the United States somewhere. of America, exactly. <laughs> um, but this this idea. So the phrase that we've latched onto is "change is the gift." Yeah. And that's a lot of what you're talking about in terms of, of the, the thing that Christ brought was this idea that change is possible. Yeah. And it's the gift that he's bringing us to humanity now. And so pursuing these things that you're talking about is pursuing the change that God wants. His kingdom is coming. And that's, that's so, so the question behind that and the question that I would throw out to, to anybody listening is just what's the change you want to see in your life? Um, that would be the question. Uh, so... I don't know I even how to it. piggyback I'm not that. Gonna, like, I'm not it is. That. It is. I've got like what's for dinner. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> the only thing, like these are all existential questions, right? So for me, I like layers deeper. And so if if the listener has the answer that I just want to stop a behavior, I get that, and that's and maybe that is part of your journey. Maybe that's where you're at. You got to be where you're at. But the question is, it's it's constant. The constant is. You know, where is the change as you move towards what God has destined you to be, like who he's destined you to be as a image bearer type thing. So I, I would I always push back to my like my football players and the college students at Zoe's. It's it's not just about what do you need to stop, but what do you want to do? All right. Until next time. Thanks again. Ben, thanks for being here. Hoorah. We'll do this again. <laughs> Take care.